Welcome back to Library Land Loves, a podcast from the Ontario Library Association. I am Michelle Arbuckle, Director of Education and Member Engagement at OLA, and today's topic is one that is near and dear to my heart as a conference director and also as an educator. Today we are talking about how to make your virtual presentations more engaging. So as many of you know, I'm the director of the OLA Super Conference, and I spend a lot of time talking to librarians and professional speakers about presenting at various conferences. And this year, we have been focused a lot on technology. Um, because we're virtual, we're talking about how to pre-record sessions, how to set up your camera and your microphone, and your options for screen sharing. And I think one of the most important aspects of any presentation, but particularly now, is how we engage with our audience. Many of us likely know how to do this in person, but doing so virtually really is a whole other kettle of fish. So today we are talking to librarian extraordinaire Brooke Windsor about her top five tips on how to make a virtual presentation more engaging. Now, I met Brooke several years ago, I think fresh out of library school, and have had the opportunity to work with her as part of OLA's Child and Youth Committee. She recently led that committee through their very first virtual event and did a magnificent job with her hosting duties that day. She also presented a very organic live session that got children's librarians thinking about fresh and new programming ideas. It was a really great presentation. Brooke is also the Youth Services Librarian at Stratford Public Library. And it is my personal opinion, and I will fight you on this, that children's librarians are the rock stars of the librarian community. Brooke is nodding right now. Oh, yes. They just have a star power that makes them stand out in a crowd. And so I think Brooke is the perfect person to lead us through this discussion today. So I hope that you enjoy. Hi, welcome, Brooke. Hi there. So nice to see you. How are you doing? Honestly, it is kind of nice to see you. We, you know, we've emailed back and forth for a while, but it's nice to see your face. <laughs> it is. I know. For those that don't, that aren't aware, we are recording while looking at each other over Zoom. We're not in the same room, just to be clear. Yeah. Safety first. So, yes, that's right. So thanks for joining us. As I mentioned in the intro, we're talking today about engagement tips for presentations. And I think, you know, you do this so naturally. And I mean, is it a children's librarians thing? Or is it like, what, how do you know how to do these things? Um, so I'm a Drammy from way back in the day. Um, and honestly, just uh, I mean, performing, like I, I spent a summer at the International Storytelling Center, which is actually in Tennessee, where I'm from, um, and uh, just being able to turn on like that, it is a skill. It is yes, a skill. Yeah. It can be learned. I promise. I have seen it. <laughs> um, uh, but it does take practice, and you know, just pulling that up together, and I think when it comes to both children's and teen librarians... If you're going to get into that field, you already have a bit of a, a nugget, a natural talent, I think. And in order to do the job well, you just get better and better as you go along. Great. All right. Well, like I said, I think you're very well poised for this. It sounds like you've got a good background in, in this uh, kind of presentation skills and just, you know, engaging with people. So here we go. We're doing your top five tips 
for engaging in a virtual presentation. So yes. take it away. All right. So these are not ranked uh, because, mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest, uh, presentation style really does depend on you. Being mm -hmm. genuine is one of the most important things. If you are not a sparkle, razzle-dazzle kind of person, uh, then don't be that. Okay, because being genuine is more important than anything else. So uh, these are just some good things to have. And we're, of course, going to start off with passion, though. Um, mm -hmm. Now, passion means different things to different people. But what I really mean is getting that energy up. So um, make sure you're caffeinated. You are well rested. <laughs> um, because especially with virtual presentations, you're supplying all that passion and all that energy because you, you don't mm -hmm. really get to see your participants. You don't really get their energy from the audience. So this is completely up to you. So when I say be on, I mean, like, make sure that you are ready to go. Uh, make sure that you're excited about what you're going to talk about and your excitement will help get them excited. And mm -hmm. I know that that is just super important when it comes to, you know, virtual presentations, because a lot of the times your audience is just sitting there at their work computer, chilling out. And if you don't get that energy up, they can't get their own energy up. So passion. That's a great pit. That's number great one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make sure, uh, you're, make sure you're hydrated. Get that extra caffeine diet Coke beside you. Honestly, you're right. Uh, Coke <laughs> zero. Uh, I am looking for sponsorship. <laughs> That is my uh, <laughs> my go of choice here. Um, drug of choice. Right. Drug of choice. <laughs> um, no, it was really funny because uh, last year at Super Conference, uh, I you know presented about my LARPing in the library programs, and I was mm -hmm. helping out uh, during lunch with the uh, Child and Youth Services Committee talk. And I had a woman come to both of them and she literally asked, she's like, what's your secret? How are you so turned on? And I was like, Coke Zero. <laughs> so if that you was prick funny. me, it will spill out of my face. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Honestly, it really would. Uh, so you know, you got to know what's going to get you going, though. Know what your go juice is. Know and, what your go juice is. Yeah. Um, you know, think about the office when Dwight and Jim go on their, you know, joint sales pitch and Dwight stays in the car to like pump up to music. Just yeah, yeah. just be pumped. As soon as you press that, you know, start button on your presentation, you got to be ready to go because if you don't get them within the first 10 seconds, then people are just going to zone out during your presentation. So you've got to be yeah. ready. All right. Okay, that's a that's a good opening tip. Passion. Very I can good. feel the passion exactly, right now. Exactly so, yeah. right. That's why I wanted to start with that one. Just get that energy right. Okay. Uh, right, the feels. Um, mm. What I mean by the feels is why are you presenting this? Why is it important? Because if you don't explain that to people, why should they care that you're talking about it? Um, now, this is good for in-person presentations as well as virtual ones. You need to explain why you're here, why you're talking about this, why they need to learn it. Um, I mean, I do this in teen programming all the time when we're learning different skills because if you don't tell them why they need to learn this, mm -hmm. uh, they're not going to pay attention. And it works for adults, too. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Well, and really it's, try to bring in stories. It's kind of like setting the agenda. Exactly. It really does set the agenda as to like what's what is going to be happening here, what you need to be paying attention to, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I find that stories where this information would prove very valuable is a great way to do that. That sort of, you mm -hmm. know, subjective learning. So again, bringing in like 
the story of the lady at Super Conference last year asking where I got my energy from. She noticed that passion and she wanted to talk to me about it. And that's how you create those connections, right? So Mm -hmm. I gave you that story and that's a good story about learning about passion. So just think about places where the information you're presenting on would fit in everyday librarian life or just life in general. I really like that one. I think, you know, I went to a a session years ago um, from some professional speakers that were talking about how to do this in person. And one of the things they did that I noticed was as the, before the session opened, they were standing at the door, which is straight off unusual. Usually the speaker, they're, they're clinging to the podium. They're kind of hiding behind the table at the top of the, the, the room. And these people were at the door. They were walking around and shaking people's hands and introducing and finding out. And that was a really good tip for me was finding out who's in the room. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and and what they want to know. And that's something that, um, you know, you might not be able to do necessarily to respond to that in the moment in a, in a pre-recorded virtual session. But certainly getting discussion happening among your attendees is an important part of this, too, I think. Well, that is a perfect segue, actually, to our big one. I want it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is connection. Um, connection right. is one of the most important things. Again, it's valuable for in-person or virtual. Now, uh, connection, you really want to just pretend your audience is right there in front of you. You want to engage them with posing those questions, um, encouraging uh, thought. You, you really want them to think about things. It doesn't necessarily have to have a answer to it, right? You can do rhetorical mm-hmm. questions. Um, now, with the presentations for Super Conference this year, this is going to be the hardest thing. This is going to require mm-hmm. thought. This is going to require planning because you can't just stand up in front of people and be like, hey, here's a question. Let's all answer it together right now. And I can change the presentation to fit what that you know answer That's would right. be. You can't do that this yep. year. So what I want you to focus on uh, is basically thinking about questions that won't necessarily uh, change how the presentation goes, but will sort of open things up. Uh, So thinking about how uh, what you're presenting is going to be in a certain situation. So uh, Mm -hmm. situational questions are really great. Um, Thinking about them in the broader reach of, you know, library science, that's a great one to think about uh, when you're considering questions. And honestly, what I think is going to be really good are simple polling questions just to keep people engaged. So in the presentation that I'm doing on the Thursday, I've got like three or four polling questions just to get Mm -hmm. things started because that's the other part of this. Uh, Librarians uh, tend to be very introverted as a you know general rule they tend to be shyer and so you are going to need to warm them up so don't start Mm -hmm. with these great big philosophical or situational questions you're going to want to start with simple polling questions have you done this do you like this uh just a way to get your audience connected with you and connected with each other you're going to warm up a little with the questions and then by the time you reach the climax, right in the middle, toward the end, that's where you want to get those bigger thought-provoking questions, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, it will, it will de- uh, and your questions will, of course, depend on what you're presenting about. Just thinking about when are you going to use this, how are you going to use this, uh, ways that 
you know, this will benefit the community, this will benefit the librarians doing this? Those are really good mm -hmm. questions. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, I, I see benefit. Of course, you want to have polling questions that are going to um, drive the content of your talk and kind of get you to the conclusions or the objectives where you want to get to. I also went to a really effective presentation years ago, and I did this during the speaker orientation this year where they blocked up uh, or they chopped up the presentation where they just kind of threw out funny polling questions in between. So it was like, okay, you've got Rihanna and Dolly Parton. Which one do you want to have lunch with more? Mm -hmm. And it was just like this, what? What does this have to do with anything? But it woke everybody up and all of a sudden they're really invested in this poll. Like, come on, it's got to be Dolly. It's got, you know, or yes. <laughs> everybody's taking sides. I thought that was just a great way to kind of elevate the energy in the room when they found it to be maybe dipping a little bit. And I mean, thinking about stuff like that is just so good as, I mean, especially with stuff like super conference, you're in sessions all day. So anything to just sort of break up that monotony is going to be awesome. They're going to remember yeah. your session and remember you most definitely. Yeah. I think even because this year, you know, we have, we have thousands of people coming from across the, the country. So even just asking, you know, where people are from in the session, I think could be interesting for, for the attendees to find out who else is there. So oh, yeah, most definitely. I like that. All right. Does yep. that take us to number four? That does take us to number four. Okay. So um, this is a personal preference, but mm -hmm. I have seen it in action. Uh, basically, what I want you to do is guidelines, not a word for word script. Okay. Mm -hmm. What I mean by this is if you have a word for word script, 99% of the time, you're going to rely on it. Okay, so that means that you're going to have that script right in front of you. You're going to be looking down at it constantly. Uh, you're going to fall into a pattern of reading from it as opposed to talking. Honestly, there is nothing worse than a presenter just reading from a set of notes. It's it's not mm -hmm. engaging. Um, it's it's not, you know, passionate. You're you're losing that mm -hmm. passion. And this is, I mean, this is how I see it. If everything that you can give from this presentation can be gotten from a script, what are you doing there at all? Mm. Honestly. Good point. Uh, mm. Because if all you're contributing is just words that you're reading, why are you there at all? Because you're essentially right. just reading to people. Okay? Yeah, yeah, totally. They, they want more than that. Okay? They, they mm. want to get something from this. So that's where we're going to those connection questions, right? Where we're talking about passion. We're just keeping that energy up and just sort of talking to them. You may not be able to see mm -hmm. them, but you are essentially conversing with them rather than speeching to them, right? Yeah. And that's, that's just really one of the best ways to think about good presentations. And that is not just virtual. That is in person. Again, like Michelle mentioned, you know, people standing up and hiding at the podium at the beginning, you know, of their uh, sessions, not so great. And it's not so great when you're standing up there at the podium just reading from a script, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can see how this will be hard this year for those who are pre-recording because you have that instinct to just keep recording over and over until you get it perfect, right? Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. But I think I agree. I think there's, a, you know, a validity. There's there's a, a, a trustfulness, a truth in, in that conversational kind of tone. I know it's hard to do on your own. Um, put like a, 
a photo in front of you and pretend you're talking to that or, um, you know, a, a teddy bear or something Honestly. so that you have like a focal point maybe that mm-hmm. might help. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Just, uh, just having somebody, uh, there, um, frequently when I practice, I practice toward my cats or my husband, whoever mm-hmm. happens to be close by. <laughs> Because, again, just having somebody there that you're talking to is, is really mm-hmm. going to help, especially with these pre-recorded things. You don't have to keep recording yeah. until it's perfect. As long as you get the heart of what you want across, that's going to be far more valuable to have you be yeah. a person rather than a robot reading a script. Absolutely. I think that leads nicely into your it next tip. It does. Honestly, <laughs> this kind of fits perfect. Uh, so, uh, mirror time. Now, this is an old school drama technique. Uh, Basically, you want to get used to how you look uh, when you're presenting, how you sound when you're presenting. Um, So basically practicing in front of the mirror is going to be great. Uh, This way you're getting practice for what you're going to say. Uh, Have your guidelines there of things you want to mention and just practice out what you're going to say in front of the mirror. Try to make your face match. Now, even though... Uh, these pre-recorded sessions are just going to be voiceover. You can actually tell a lot from a person's voice. You can tell when they're smiling. I'm smiling right now. It's so happy. Uh, You can tell when they're serious about something. And so being able to stand in front of a mirror and practice those things with how it relates to your presentation is going to make you, again, seem more like a person. Uh, you can, of course, do this with your webcam. If you don't want to stand in front of a mirror, just turn on your webcam and kind of see how your voice lines up. And mm-hmm. again, it's just a really great way to practice before you get to the recording part. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. It really helps you. Um, but what I've been doing recently, especially with the speaker orientation things, is I kind of go through each slide uh, I don't have a script, but I say it out loud and then I'll just not, I'll jot down a few of those discussion points as I'm talking conversationally so that I can kind of get the words out and figure out if there's something tricky that I'm trying to express that I can't quite, quite capture. But you're right, is it, practicing that out loud, not in like a rehearsed script way, but in how would you describe this to someone if you were on the phone with them, if you were trying to train them about the topic you're talking about, right? Exactly. And that's how you really want to think about these, you know, virtual presentations, especially is pretend you're talking to somebody on the phone. How would you describe what you're presenting about to just a friend that you were talking to? Um, Mm -hmm. And thinking about them that way is just going to open up the presentation. It's going to make it feel less stilted. It's going to make it feel more open and just more warmth, more human. And that is going to be what separates, you know, a blah virtual presentation from a virtual presentation that people are going to engage with and remember because that's what you really want. Yeah. Um, a few things that I, I'm just going to add on to the mm-hmm. end here. Something that I find helpful um, because I we're going to do a whole other pod on um, on voice control. But I think that you know standing up, being if you can stand up and record your presentation that way, your energy level is higher. It opens up your 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 throat, your chest a little bit more to let that air get in there. I, I found the first one I was doing, I was kind of hunched over. I was trying to reach the microphone with my face, and um, 
my voice started to really crack by the end. It started to get really tight and constrained and um, it was not pleasant to listen to. But um, yeah, I think that's that's something that I've been kind of focusing on is how can I how can I physically situate my body in a way that's going to make myself sound more energetic mm-hmm. and just make the voice, the breath behind my voice easier to, to come, right? Well, and it's better for your back. Let's not forget that. Totally. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's great. These are wonderful tips. Thank you so much for your passion, Brooke. You I are very so much welcome. appreciate it. And uh, I hope that this helps everyone out there um, as they're pulling their presentations madly together. I, I saw, I looked this morning, only 7% of people have uploaded their presentations so far, <laughs> speakers, okay. which I'm not surprised of. It's fine. It's, you've got time. If you're listening to this this week, you've got time. You've got like, I'm going to say five days. So take these tips and, and adjust as necessary. Yes, please. So... Thank you again. That is all the time we have for this chapter today. Thank you so much to Brooke for all of her fantastic tips. You can find Brooke on social media at YA Awesome Sauce on all the various platforms. And as she mentioned, she'll also be presenting at the upcoming OLA Super Conference. She'll be leading a session on digital escape rooms that will be on Thursday, Feb 4 at 3.30. And then she's also doing a live chat, which attendees can join. Um, It's less of a formal presentation and more of just a come and share your ideas. And that will be on programming for children. That's happening on Thursday at 1 p.m. So I hope that you will join her there. Please do. Thank you again, Brooke. You are so very welcome. (laughs) And thank you for joining us today. We'll talk to you soon.